Welcome into the harvest. I'm Andrew Stroud. Long before Jesus sent his disciples out in Matthew 28, telling them to go and make disciples, he called them in Matthew 4 to come and follow. As disciples, we have to be much with Jesus before we'll ever be much for him. On today's podcast, the team discusses the challenge of learning how to consistently spend time with Jesus. We talk about obstacles that often get in the way and share some tips that have helped us overcome and make spending time with Jesus a priority in our own lives. Hey guys, um, it is Abigail, Andrew, and Keith. We're all back together again for this podcast today, and we're going to be talking about quiet times. And we really did ponder what to call it because... Uh, Sometimes it's not even quiet, but for lack of better words, that is what we are going to be talking about today. We're once again kind of covering a question for you guys. So um, the question we're covering is, you know, why do we do quiet times? How do I make my quiet times better? When do I do quiet times? All the quiet time questions. So here we are. Hi, guys. Hey, Abigail. How's it going, guys? So, um, Andrew, I'm just going to kick it over to you first off just to get the question out of the way of sort of why this is important in our walk with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I'll start with just the whole um, vision behind Into the Harvest, whether it's the podcast that we're doing or the stuff we're doing online. And it's really to help people walk with Christ in the everyday places of life and also share their faith and make disciples in everyday life. So many of us, we think about our spiritual lives and we're really weighted towards a certain day of the week, Sunday, and a certain place, which tends to be a church building or a cathedral. And we really believe that faith was always meant to affect the everyday of life. And so when we become followers of Jesus, we're in the same relationship with him that those first disciples had. And so If you look at Matthew's gospel, the first words of Jesus to his disciples were, come, follow me, in Matthew 4.19. And the last words of Jesus in Matthew's gospel are, go, make disciples. And so there's this pull and push of being a follower of Jesus where he wants to pull us close to him, come, follow me. And then there's a push where he wants us to go out into the everyday of life and make disciples, to live for him in front of other people. So this episode is really going to be focused on the come and follow side of that relationship where because Jesus is alive today, we get to interact with him on on a daily basis and in a real way. It's not just that we believe in this historical figure We are following someone who is every bit as alive today as he was 2,000 years ago, but he's not physically present with us. So what I hope we can help people think through today is how do you interact with a living Lord who's not physically present? And part of that is by engaging in this practice that we call a quiet time. So we'll talk some about that today and hopefully it'll help people out. Yeah, that's that's really good, just the way you described that relationship with Jesus um, from Matthew there, Andrew. Um, and I also caught that you said every day, so this is not something we can just pull off maybe once a week. So, no? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so at all, because 
it's sort of the question of, well, how many days do I, how many days should I live without checking in with Jesus, without interacting with him? For me, it's pretty clear that, well, zero, every day I should be checking in with him and trying to live with him and for him. So for me, it's definitely worth learning how to practice a daily time spent with him. Yeah, absolutely. So Keith, um, I'm going to ask you the question regarding just how we make this work, because we have seen um, over on Instagram and kind of um, various places Mm -hmm. on social media, you are pretty much a stud when it comes to reading the Bible. Tell us how you do that, (laughs) kind of how, what is your backstory on Quiet Times? Yeah, that's a great question. And oh man, it might be too early to call myself a stud. But, <laughs> oh no, uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I just did some, it. <laughs> it is something that is, uh, God has placed on my heart. And I think at the beginning, I really didn't understand what a quiet time was. And I didn't know if that meant you just sit and be quiet and try to listen or what that entailed. But, uh, really early in my walk with Christ, somebody explained to me that it was just meeting with God, you know. Uh, the number one way we talk to God is by praying to Him, and the number one way that He speak to, speaks to us, and these days is through His Spirit, you know, when we read His Word. And uh, I love Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. It says, Your words were found, and I ate them. Your words became for me a joy and a delight of my heart, for I call upon your name, O Lord God of hosts. And uh, yeah, I love that, like that, you know, the words became for Him a joy, you know, it was a process. And uh, I think daily, I love what y'all were just talking about on a daily basis, getting time with God has become something that has uh, become a, a true joy to my heart and calling on his name. Mm, that's so good. So do you have a certain time of day that you do quiet times? That's another good question. So for me, I uh, it took me a long time to discover whether I was a morning person or a night person, but uh, I've come to the realization that I am definitely a morning person. So <laughs> that's the best part of my day. So I try to give that portion to God, you know. I uh, set aside a couple hours to pray and to spend time in the scriptures to uh, answer some of the basic questions like, who is Jesus and and what does he want me to know about himself? So uh, I'll try to set some time in the morning and I kind of go back and forth between, hey, do I eat breakfast before or after? (laughs) Do I need coffee? You know, but I think for me, it's just consistently, you know, giving them that best part of my day, which is the morning. Yeah. So Andrew, same question. Oh, we're both asking each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess yeah. I can, I can answer what, one. Um, yeah. Um, yes. You know, it's funny that you would say that, Keith, that you wanted to give God the best part of your day and that you're a morning person. Mm. I am not a morning person, um, but I still do my quiet times in the morning. Um, and it's kind of maybe the backwards reason of I, I really need Jesus in the morning. <laughs> And mm-hmm, I've I've mm-hmm. also just realized the importance of really starting my day um, with that purpose of of having Jesus with me for the rest of the day. Um, and so, really, if I don't have coffee and some time in the Word and some time in prayer, uh, then things are going to be rough <laughs> until until about <laughs> six p.m. when I start to be happy again. <laughs> but um, I so I don't know. I maybe. That it would be interesting to to talk to a person who did an evening quiet time, but I I tend to think that idea of really calling on the Lord in the morning um, is just a great right. way to start. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, and that you get to a good point because all of us, we, we can tend towards being more of a morning person or maybe a night owl and that needs to be factored in, but also we're in different seasons of life. And I know for me personally, I do tend to be a morning person, mm-hmm. but I've also chosen to start my day off by checking in with the Lord because that's when my mind is, is most, I think, um, ready to receive a word that he has for me that day. Whereas once, once the day really gets going and I've got my to-do list and there's things that I'm engaged with at that point to, to break away and to try to quiet myself and, and hear what it is that he has to say to me and then spend time in prayer. It's really a challenge for me. So I found that if I start my day off and that's the first thing that I do is spend time with the Lord through the scriptures and through prayer, it really sets the tone for the rest of the day. And it, it gives me, I think a solid foundation as I dive into what the day has for me. And I think this is um, something that's so easy for us to overlook because we don't, oftentimes we don't live with the reality of Christ's resurrection front and center in our minds. So we, I know for me, at least that for years, I thought of Jesus as this historical person or that he was alive, but he was somewhere distant on the other side of, of the galaxy and to know that he's not only alive, but he's available, that he is inviting me to draw near with confidence into his very presence. There's a story in Matthew's gospel during the crucifixion where upon the death of Christ, the veil in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Interesting that it gives that little detail that that the, the, the curtain was torn from top to bottom signifying that God was the one who was doing this. And that curtain separated the average everyday person of God from the presence of God. Only the high priest was allowed to come into the presence of God. And because of Jesus and his death on the cross, his resurrection, we have the invitation to come into the presence of God at any time. It's just something we need to take advantage of. Man, I I love that um, picture of just the curtain being torn in two. And really, when we think of just the opportunity that we have post-resurrection just to have just God's presence, um, it seems kind of weird that we would have a struggle to do it at all. But the reality <laughs> is, is that we do. Um, I yes. for sure... Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about when we did our quiet times and we were all like, yeah, we do them. We do them in the morning. Um, but I just told you guys, I wasn't a morning person. And so, um, (laughs) it is a, a daily struggle to, um, well, I will back up to say, and I just want everyone listening to know this about me. I am not holy enough to set my alarm before my children wake up. I really, this is just confession time. <laughs> I I tried for a really long time to do that, and I I just I, I couldn't. So um, now I <laughs> I let my children watch TV while I do my quiet time. So I'm doing two bad things there. I'm allowing I'm not doing it before my kids wake up, and they're getting screen time at the same time. So I'm just laying it all out there. The dirty laundry is there for you all, but. The bottom line is that <laughs> it is a struggle, and 
it, there are a lot of obstacles in the way, at least for me. So please tell me, guys, that I'm not the only one that it is a struggle for. Well, no. well, I would say that, you know, I don't think that those are bad things. And certainly <laughs> those are choices and trade-offs that we make uh, to, to engage in something that's very good, which is starting your day off with, with the Lord. But no doubt there's definitely obstacles. And I think that these obstacles... One thing that should be encouraging, I hope, is that they're just regular everyday obstacles that all of us face. So I don't, I don't believe that spending time with the Lord is, is necessarily something that some people are just naturally good at and then mm-hmm. other people just can't do no matter how, how hard they try. I think that there are choices that we need to be aware of and that we need to, to make ahead of time so that we can live out this priority. Mm-hmm. But let me throw it to you, Keith. What are some of the obstacles that you faced to become consistent in setting aside and spending that time with Jesus? Yeah, I love that, Abby. I love actually that you were vulnerable and you know, you admitted that, hey, there were some obstacles. And I actually admire that because uh, at the end of the day, you're still making time for God. You know, if that means allowing the kids to have a little bit more screen time than usual, <laughs> yeah, you know, every and or, day. Or waking yeah. up a little bit later. Yeah, that's totally fine, you know, and uh, I will say, I think the biggest thing, well, one of the big things for me has probably been phases, you know, there have been phases where uh, naturally I would wake up a lot earlier, wouldn't have to set my alarm. My my mind was going, it was active, it was ready. And uh, those were, those were great times. And then also there were times where, you know, had long weeks, uh, was catching up on sleep, wasn't able to get up as early as I would have liked. But I think my time with God was just as uh as refreshing, you know. So I think one of the obstacles for me was consistency, uh, knowing when to wake up, you know, the best time. And you, know, you go through different phases in life and school, work, et cetera, and your schedule kind of changes. So uh, finding that consistent time is sometimes challenging. But at the same time, I think the the biggest thing is to make sure I was getting time with God, because when I didn't, I definitely felt it throughout the day. You know, I can tell that my... uh entire, you know, whole being was off that, that whole day. So that's one of the obstacles I would say for myself is consistency. Mm, that's, that's good. And I, I love that you said, you know, when schedules change, I'm a super type A person. And so for me, it's all about schedules. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it takes me to kind of adjust, like say in a few weeks when summer starts for my kids, I know that that will be another adjustment period or when we're traveling yep. is always really hard. And so it's really just about making a new plan because I'm so type A, I have to make some plans and some lists, but I think it's about, um, just making it that priority. Like you said, Keith, um, I think it's realizing that this is something that, um, is important to God and important to us really in our relationship with him. So it's sort of a lordship issue. I don't know. Lordship's kind of a fancy term to throw around, but, um, and definitely for me, it was realizing that that was something that I needed to put before all other things. Um, so all, bef- Ooh. Um, all other lists and uh, priorities of my day, that just making that the most important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if we if we do look at it that way, that it's it is a relationship and it is communication, and we find this with all of our significant relationships that when we're going through changes in schedule, 
we, we do have to adjust, whether mm-hmm. that's with, for those of us who are married, with our spouses, for those of, of us who have children, or even in work situations. So as long as we keep that in mind, that this is a relationship that I'm in, this is this is the defining relationship of my life, that I'm a follower of Jesus, and we give ourselves flexibility to adjust and and just realize that this is part of walking with Christ is mm-hmm. walking through the transitions that it doesn't have to be perfect in order for us to be consistent. Yep, and last thing on that for me is um, I'm going to give you guys I'm going to be vulnerable like Abby. Something I really care about is eating. Uh, I really enjoy eating, you know. <laughs> so regardless of what happens that day, I make sure I make time to eat, you know. So uh, for me, it's the same thing with the word. Like if it's important to me, I'm going to make time for it. So just as eating or working out or spending time with loved ones is important to me. It's something that I know I have to make time for. It's not just going to happen. So I think uh, that's a huge realization that I had to come to, that if reading the, reading the scriptures on a daily basis is important to me, then I'll make time for it, regardless of what's going on that day. Oh, man, that is such a perfect analogy. Um, and it kind of reminds me, I was just talking to a friend earlier about um, the children of Israel eating manna in the desert and how if they didn't gather it up every day, then it would get all maggoty and gross. Um, and if we look at sort mm-hmm. of our time with the Lord, like it is good for today. And that's the Lord speaking into our lives for today. But it's not like I can just have like a super sonic quiet time on Monday and it's just going to like carry me through the week. You know, um, I think that it really is something the Lord is sort of orchestrated to be a daily thing. So that's, I love that. That's, it is like food, truly. Uh, and I, I, well, Abigail. Oh, yeah. Abigail, let me ask you this, uh, because there's some people out there who may be familiar with the idea of, of a daily quiet time or spending time with the Lord uh, each day. But for others, it may be a fairly new idea as they're listening to this. So if I could ask you, you know, give me give me a sense of what your typical daily routine looks like. So when you set aside this time to spend with the Lord, what does it look like? Yeah, and you know, I'm I will answer that question, but I want to caveat it because I recently was um teaching a girl how to have a quiet time and um then the next week I followed up with her and I was like, "Did you have a quiet time?" and she was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, you know." And I started to kind of respond to that and then she described that she had read the Bible and she'd prayed every day, but it wasn't quiet and like it was only this much and it looked different from when we had done it together. And I just had to laugh Hmm. like, no, that was, that was your quiet. (laughs) So I, I (laughs) was not clear then. So I will be clear now that, um, it will look different for everybody and it will look different for us in different seasons even. So, um, I think (laughs) as long as we make sure that it has prayer and it has, reading the word in it. Um, I think that other factors kind of like, can be played around with a little bit. But for me, um, I start out uh, just spending some time in prayer and asking the Lord just to be with that little chunk of time um, and that he would just asking him to speak to me. Um, and I will often play a worship song right off the bat to drown out my kids' TV. So that's just optional. And, <laughs> um, and then I... I 
start reading the word. Um, I personally like to read through the Bible and then I switch up to a different version of the Bible. So every time I finish the whole Bible, I start a new version. So um, now I will tell you that in the last, this season of life with three little children, it now takes me like three years to read through the Bible. So So I'm not reading huge chunks at a time. And uh, each time I read through the Bible, I do it a little differently. I've done it chronologically. I've done it um, with parts of the Old Testament and New Testament mixed together. Um, And so there's lots of really great reading plans out there. But um, currently, I'm reading one book of the Bible at a time. And every time I finish a book of the Bible, um, I just pray and ask the Lord to tell me which book to read next. And it's been a really fun way to do it. I will also tell you that when I got to Ezekiel, I made it 33 chapters in, and I had to take a break because Ezekiel's rough. So (laughs) there's that too. Um, And so I read for a little while. Um, I underline things I feel like the Lord is speaking to me about or sticking out to me. And then um, I try to take some time to pray over what the Lord has kind of shown me from the Word that day um, and then pray over my prayer card that I make at the beginning of every year. So, um, it's for me right now, uh, 20 to 30 minutes is probably max, unfortunately. So that's on the daily basis. And I try to get a longer chunk of time in once a week when my husband's around. Um, but that's essentially what it looks like. And I'm really can't wait to hear what you guys will say on the same question, because I know it'll probably look vastly different for me. Stay at home mom. (laughs) No, I I think one thing I really appreciated is you mentioned that the constant is time in the scriptures and time in prayer. And the reason that's so significant in my mind is because you're communicating. And so any part of communication involves listening and speaking. And I I really see that as, as being what's happening, that when I spend time in the scriptures, I'm listening, I'm learning how to listen to what Jesus has to teach me that day. And when I spend time in prayer, I'm getting the opportunity to speak to him about the things that are on my mind, on my heart, that I see happening in the world around me. And that's one of the main ways that we develop relationships, real relationships with people is interaction and communication. And so sometimes we can think of of a daily quiet time as some sort of box that we need to, to check so that, hey, I read the Bible and I spent some time in prayer. But really what we're talking about and what we're encouraging people to commit to is spending time communicating with the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. each day. And so for me, when I start off my time with the Lord, I do like like you to, sh- to say a, a short prayer or to claim a promise. So one of the promises that I'll claim is from James chapter 4, where... We read, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And so sometimes I'll just start with that prayer, Lord, that I'm setting aside this time, and I'm I'm making it a point to draw near to you. And you've promised that you would draw near to me. And so over these next 20 or 30 minutes, uh, would you would you encourage me? Would you speak to me? Would you give me the clarity that I need to follow you today? And then I do start with reading because I find that that actually gets my mind in the right place. Although I will say that if if there's just something going on in life that's that's really heavy on my mind and on my heart, I, I may start with prayer because sometimes that 
uh, you know, Philippians 4 says, cast your anxieties on the Lord. Um, well, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, um, present your request to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts. So if I need to start with prayer, I will. But typically I start with the word because that really gets my mind in the right place. And then when I pray, I can respond to that. I do get up early. I have found for me, if I do, if I do not get up before my kids and the rest of the house, then it's just really hard for me to focus and to concentrate. So I make it a point to get up before others are up and set aside that time. And then finally, in terms of my, my prayer life, I, I do work through lists and I've kind of had a back and forth, um, thought process on using lists in my prayer life. You know, it seems, and sometimes it seems a little artificial, but what I found is over and over the Lord encourages us to keep asking, to keep praying, to keep knocking. And lists help me do that. And so I've taken the time to really identify what are some of the major things that I want to consistently pray for? Who are some of the important relationships that I, I want to make sure that I'm praying for on a regular basis? And and that really forms the framework of my prayer life. And I'll deviate from that based on what's going on um, in the current situation of my life. But there are some things that I pray through on a regular basis that, that help me be consistent. Hmm. So, yeah, a little bit <clears throat> about um, who I was before I became a believer. I remember being in the Navy and being in boot camp and... Uh, at nighttime, you had a lot of free time to do whatever you want because the days were just so heavy. There was a lot going on. And uh, at nighttime, people would kind of wind down. So I would kind of walk around the uh, the room because we were all stayed together and uh, just see what people were doing. Some people were writing letters. Some people were looking at pictures or telling stories, kind of cracking jokes. And there was this one guy who was reading his Bible. And uh I watched him for a couple of days and I just wondered like, why would he sit there and like read his Bible? Like I, it was really an, an, an anomaly to me. So I went up to him one day and I asked him like, Hey, are you, are you reading the Bible? And he's like, yeah. I was like, so why do you do that? You know? And, uh, I don't think he had a great reason, um, for why he was spending time in the scriptures, but that stuck with me. And a couple years later, I found myself, uh, being challenged on the same question. Someone asked me if I had read the Bible and uh, I told him, like, hey, I didn't know you were supposed to. So this whole idea of uh, spending time with God through the scriptures was really strange to me. But uh, it has become such a, a part of my life that it's vital. So I think the initial question I had is why and how do you spend time with God in the scriptures? So I think uh, Abby and Andrew gave some some amazing reasons about uh, why you should spend time with God. And I think the how for me had become important. So I thought of a verse out of Deuteronomy seventeen nineteen. It says, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping his words of his laws and doing them. So that first principle that the word is supposed to be with you, you know, and uh, even if you have read the Bible before, that you, you keep doing it on a daily basis for the rest of your life. Uh, that was something that was new to me, that it wasn't like the Harry Potter books where you read it once and that was great. You're on to the next one, but you keep uh, learning from God, from the scriptures so that we may learn to obey and fear him. So that was a, a turning point for me as far as spending time with God is understanding why, like you guys explained, and then actually how to. Well, let me ask you guys this. If someone is, if this is a new concept or maybe someone has heard of it, but they're not currently 
spending daily time with the Lord Mm -hmm. the way we've been describing. Uh, Maybe you guys can give one or two tips that you that you think are most helpful for someone getting started. So, Abigail, what would you say? Ooh, um, I think uh, if you are feeling challenged, like, man, there's just no way I can find the time um, every day, then just do something really small and tangible. You can do what we just described in 10 minutes. Um, I've I've sat down with people before and done uh, like an abbreviated quiet time in 10 minutes. Um, and it's not long and it's, you know, it actually always mm-hmm. makes me feel, uh, get to the end and I, it makes me want more. And I think it usually makes them want more too. But it does show us that there is time in our day. So I think um, if you are struggling with just that daily time, with the Lord and trying to get it into your schedule, then maybe just commit to doing something really small just to show you that you can do it. Um, And I think the other thing for me, um, as someone who has kind of like a crazy multitasky brain, I always have like a million things going on in my brain at any given moment. Um, I really love journaling my prayers. And so writing out my Mm -hmm. prayers can really keep me focused and on in in the moment. Uh, and so that has helped me tremendously over the years. And I have a huge giant stack of journals to prove it. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just burn those one day. I don't know. But um, those would probably be my two things. Yeah, I really like that, Abby. I think mine would be pretty similar. Is just set out, have a goal. Uh, you know, like say, hey, I'm going to read Mark. Mark has 16 chapters. They talk about the life of Jesus. And each day of the week, I'm going to read a chapter of Mark. And in two weeks, you know, you'll be done or uh, it could be any challenge like that. And uh, I think that really helped me. Mm. I remember the first book I ever read in the entire Bible was Genesis. And I tell you what, I almost cried afterwards mm. because I had realized that I had set out to read Genesis. And uh, a month later, 50 something chapters, I had done it. So it was uh, it was very rewarding and it, it kept me going early on. And then lastly, uh, to just pray like uh, Jesus's followers had been around him for years they grew up in a Jewish culture, so I'm sure they were familiar with the scriptures. But in Luke 24, he tells them in verse 45 uh, that he opened up their minds to understand their scriptures, to understand the scriptures, so that God actually wants to help us understand uh, his scriptures. And to do that, we have to ask him to help us uh, open up our hearts and open up our minds. So be with us in whatever challenge we're doing. I think those would be my two. Yeah, well, I think those those are really great, and I... I'm hoping that we get some feedback from those who listen to the podcast. And even if they have additional questions or they may have some tips that they think would be helpful, it'd be great to hear those. But there are there are two quotes that I've heard that really fit with the topic that we're talking about today. And they go back to where we started with this idea of come and follow and go and make disciples. Hmm. So the first quote I heard that has stuck with me is that it's impossible to spend time in the presence of God and not be changed. And so part of that, part of the motivation for spending time in the scriptures and prayer and doing that on a daily basis is because it's going to change us as we dedicate ourselves to draw near to God. It's going to make a difference in the way that we see the world, the way that we live out our faith, and we're going to be changed. There's a the story, the most obvious story from the scriptures is Moses going up on the mountain and spending 40 days in the presence of God. And 
The scriptures say that when he came down the mountain, his face was glowing. He didn't even realize it. And I don't know that we're going to see those kinds of dramatic uh, transformations in our own lives. But without question, people will see that you're different, that the way you approach life, the way you value uh, different things is going to be impacted by spending time with God. So that's the first. And then the second quote that I heard was that before you can be much for God, you must first be much with God. And that fits with the go and make disciples, that if we're really going to take serious Jesus's command to go out and share his message with others and live out our faith in front of others, then it starts with us spending time with him. It's the idea of you're not able to pour out unless you've first been filled. And so this this topic of a daily quiet time, it's not just a good thing that we should do. I see it as just being an essential if we're going to follow Christ and be transformed by him. Man, those are great quotes, Andrew. Um, I especially love that second one and the idea that really this is filling us up to then be poured out for the rest of the day and to be, you know, outward focused like we want to be and what we want to encourage others to be at into the harvest. So um, it was a really great conversation, you guys. I so appreciate all of your input and you listeners out there, we also want your input as well. So um, we would love for you to hit us up, especially on our website. Just go to where our podcasts are located there and leave us comments. We would love to hear your thoughts on quiet times. Any questions that maybe we didn't cover, um, as Andrew said, we want to hear them and we want to get the discussion going with you as well. So if you have great tips on what makes a great quiet time, how to be consistent, all those things, how maybe I could do it without destroying my children with screen time, all these things we would love to hear from you. So thanks again, Andrew and Keith, for talking about this today, and and thanks for listening, you guys. All right, Abby, we'll talk to you next time. All right, bye. Yeah, goodbye, guys. Thanks for listening. Podcast family, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, please take a minute to leave us a review. It goes a long way to helping others find us. If you like what we're doing, drop us a line and let us know. Share it with a friend. In an age of technology, your word of mouth is still the most powerful way to spread the message.